0: Big show continues. Hour four. Patrick DeMa, uh, intern Shan and uh, producer GVP along with me. And uh, we go right back down that Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. And uh, privileged to be joined by the uh, Cavalry FC head coach and general manager, Tommy Wielden Jr. Tommy, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning, Patrick. Yes, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm doing all right, buddy. Uh, we've had a text question of the day uh, going on throughout the morning. It was our uh, most famous person other than yourself that you went to high school or school with? Anyone famous uh, from your school days that you went to uh, went with?
1: Uh, yeah, I think there was a, a singer called Billy Piper.
0: Oh! Okay. <laughs> you wouldn't okay. know over here, but
1: she, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she became a bit of a, a teen pop sensation back home in England in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s.
0: Like the actress Billy Piper. Is she an actress now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been. A, she's. I know who Billy Piper is. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay. Oh, there you
1: go. Wow. you, well, there you, you can go. know more about that. I <laughs> love Braden, Braden Forest. Uh, well, it would be our version of high school in England. So, yeah, she yeah, was. Uh, was uh...
0: She played Rose in Doctor Who. There you go. That's yes. That. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's there you go. That's. Well, there you go. A small claim to fame. <laughs> well, that, that's pretty good. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Uh now let's talk about the weekend. Uh 2-0 uh, victory over Valor. First time winning back-to-back games this year, handing Valor their first home loss in almost a year. Uh and also winning on the road for the first time. Uh just talk about the weekend.
1: Yeah, it was good. I think that we we've seen it with this lad. we're, lads. We we've, we've been in somewhat of a transition with with new players coming in. Um Trying to get a little bit more younger as, as we get going mm-hmm. with this group. Um, every three years, I think in a salary cap league, you're always going to have that um, evolution, should we say? So, I think for us, we'd seen these moments happen, and then it was a lack of focus or error there, or not capitalising on the opportunity to win the game, and then end up making a mistake to tie the game. And you know, we've had more ties than we did in the whole season last year, and we're only you know not even halfway through this one. Um, but the positive is we've only lost twice, so. The, the yeah. group is tight they don't like uh don't like losing that's 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 for sure, but now it's nice to have that final action. I think what we'd said is look on on games on the road, I think we've got to be a little bit more stingy yeah. you know teams come to spruce Meadows and you know don't give us a lot of space, they protect their back line very very well, and you know we wanted to do the same when we went to, to Vara, knowing that you know they hadn't lost in in eleven uh you know eleven months uh, yeah. at uh, i g field so he said, "Look, let's make sure we have our defensive shape because we know we'll score. We have a tendency, and we scored early and we scored late. So it was, uh, it was good to see."
0: You talked about, yeah, the early start, you got the Meyer Bevin goal to, to open things up, and then you've got the long gap. You almost got to go 80 minutes plus before you get the Integni goal to salt it away. Now, what are you telling the guys in these matches, you know, where the other teams may be pressing, getting a lot of opportunities, and, and you have guys like Dan Klomp and Marco Carducci step up and do their jobs? What are you telling guys when you get to the early start, but then you got to hold on and hold on? Because I know it happened a few times this year We get the early goal, but then it, it kind of goes away from you. But you got, you got it through, and you got that extra goal this weekend.
1: Well, and it was interesting because I think even when we beat uh, Vancouver at home, mm-hmm. you know, we were scored on early and then went on to score three straight goals in yep. the first half. We needed to change the script a little bit, and that was another opportunity. We scored early, and we said, right, at time, we got two choices: we either see this game out at one 0 or we score a second. Yeah, they're not scoring, and they're, if they're not scoring, it's because we're willing to run. It was hot; it was like I think plus thirty-five yeah. once you once you took in the, the weather conditions. So. The boys really sacrificed, and, and I said, you know, they actually have to embrace the suffering. that You know, Valor, a good passing team, and they'll move the ball, but I don't think they have a final act in there. And we got the position right of the defenders. They executed on their, their defensive actions. And I said, I think we could have scored earlier in the first half when Sergio Camargo missed that one in the in the box, but we said another chance will come, so we had to be patient with it. And when we made our subs and our changes and, you know, more gaps opened up, you know, Ethan Beckford creates space for, for Gote in the end Ben Fisk gets his first assist of the year, so it was good because I think we've been talking about these finishers coming on to finish the game, and they need to add something, whether it's either keep that clean sheet or add us that second goal, and fortunately they did both
0: uh talk about i know dan klomp uh he was named in the team of the week as was marco carducci but that pairing of klomp and eric kobza now comp has been around for a while but fans might not know a ton about eric kobza he was a ufc product came from the vancouver white cap system but uh he's really uh assimilated himself well uh into this cavalry back end
1: yeah do you know Cobb's has been a, a lad that's come through the uh ufc very well and yeah. uh he's he's had a good pedigree about him. He's a terrific size. And I think there's a lot of upside with him. But he's got a really good football brain. He's uh, both footed, technically very clean and can run for days. And if you give us that to work with, we can try and teach him the game. And because he's I always find these guys that come through the U sports system, they're very intelligent people anyway, because they're, you know, academic. So, you know, if you've mm-hmm. got those physical attributes as well, teaching the game and tactics, you know, they're willing to learn. And uh, that's what we've seen with Cobbs. He's played in the field for us. He's played at the back for us. And he's been Mr. Reliable. And, you know, not to compare too much, but very similar to how we brought in Joel Waterman, who mm-hmm. would do the same thing. He would cover in the back line for us in 2019. He would, you know, cover in midfield for us. And, and our game and our principles wouldn't change. And it's nice to have that versatility because I believe the modern game of football is going to be that players have to play a multitude yeah. of systems because in games you have to change it based on the opponent sometimes or based on the results sometimes. So, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been terrific to work with. And I think he's, uh, he's someone that we want to make sure there's a future with us as well.
0: Uh, some business, uh, last week, uh, you sent uh, Mickey Cantave to uh, Vancouver FC in exchange uh, for under 21 midfielder mile Henry, uh, talk about the kid. What do you like from him? And, uh, I, I I think I was at the the U twenty one Cavs game. Was he in the lineup this past Friday? Yeah, yeah, yes. he was.
1: He was. He, he got he got an assist in that one. Yeah. And, and what we did with him is we we felt that you know Gote and Gareth Smith Doyle, um, these guys are kind of graduating out of that under twenty one eligibility next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have young Willie O'Marini, another one we were recruited from uh, Dinos and the U Sports draft. He hasn't quite made the uh, made the eleven or the eighteen that many times so we feel he's got a few because he's a 2004 so he's still got a few more years and we felt that we wanted to have a couple more players in the system like we had with Victor LaToria and Arabin Pebble where it actually takes them a bit of time Mm -hmm. to graduate into the pro game with Miles Henry we'd known about him through Montreal we'd played against him super intelligent he is an attacking midfielder with with a forward thinking pass and we felt it was something we didn't quite have you know Sergio Camargo, Ali Moussi, you know, even Joe Mason, when they drop into that number 10 position, yeah. they're all a little bit different. Whereas, you know, Mael is a, is a progressive passer and he's very highly thought of in the Canada system. He just, uh, you know, had a, uh, probably the wrong club for him with Vancouver. And then with that, Mickey is seeing, you know, go to team, Ali Moussi, seeing these guys playing um, in front of him and as a senior player wanted more minutes. So, mm-hmm. you know, they get a player that's, you know, can come in and make an impact right away. And we get a player that we can work with and and develop for the long term. And I think, you know, the beauty of that, and as, you know, we'll probably talk about is you see where Victor is now. You see where Dominic Sator is. We always try and have a, you know, that three-year baseline where we're trying to develop players. You've got players that can impact the game now, players that are on the peripheral that can come in and make a difference, and then players that are on the long-term plan. And that's always been our strategy. And over the past past five years, I think we've had as good a record as anyone on developing Canadian players.
0: Uh, and uh, some news. Uh, it was a couple weeks back. Uh, he played his uh, 100th cap uh, there against York. Uh, Jose Escalante. I think there's some confusion among the fan base of what's going on with his status. The the club granted him uh, a personal leave, uh, but then he pops up uh, that he's signed in Honduras. Can you uh, clear any of the uh, situation regarding the uh, one Jose Escalante?
1: Yeah, I think I'm as confused as uh, <laughs> our fans. To be honest, yeah. it was um, no. Listen, he, he came to us. Uh, probably at the end of May, beginning of June and just said, you know, he was having some family situation. Um, He he was planning on his his wife and his son coming out, but they they couldn't. Um, She didn't get a working visa here Mm -hmm. and had started working for the the family business there and, you know, when when he'd been speaking to his five-year-old son, he's more and more disconnected on FaceTime and this is not an easy thing for a lot of players, especially international players, so, you know, as human beings, I took that to our ownership and you know, we talked about just a leave of absence and, you know, we've got his contract to this year where there's not option for next year. Um, and the longer it went on, he said, look, you've got your hundredth game coming up. Let, let's get through that and and get you on the plane back there. We talked to the league trying to get the paperwork done. And, you know, in there, we, we, were, we were aware in the background that in Tegucigalpa is the city, his family, he and his family live. There's Olympia and there's Motagua. Yeah. Um, and we 'd approve the training rights for him to stay fit with him, much like you know Dominic Zator and Victor Latori had come and trained with us in their you know off season because we 're their hometown club they 're not signed with us, but you do work sam Adakubi's done the same mm-hmm. um, and then next thing we know is uh Dave announced him as a signing, and uh, <laughs> we were all a bit shell shocked and you know so obviously we've called with jose and then Motagua then send in a loan request. And I said you're doing this backwards and by FIFA law, you have to have that paperwork done. We couldn't you know, announce a sign until we've done the necessary paperwork. So there's been a massive administration error. Um, we're now trying to pick up the pieces of that and then how that looks with, you know, Jose moving forward with this club, with them. Because um, look, he's a valuable asset to us. So yeah. we have to tear up his contract and he leaves on a free, you know, it's, it's not the smart business sense too. So it got a bit complex. We're on the back end of it now. Um, hopefully there's an amicable resolution. Um, we're trying to work on it for the best of all parties because, look, for the service Jose's given us over the time, we want to make sure that. But. Uh, Montague have stepped over the line there, and, and, and they're very apologetic. So as I said, we're trying to pick up the pieces here.
0: Yeah, because like when a when a team comes after a player who's under contract on a current team, it's uh, they have to pay a transfer fee. Is that kind of like what to, what yeah, Cavs is oh, kind of oh, expecting yeah, here?
1: Absolutely, and, and we've <laughs> we've we've sold more players than, than anyone. So this yeah. was a unique situation where it was for family reasons. It is in his hometown city, yeah. so he was going to be training there anyway. I think there's been some things that have been certainly lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a uh, give us all a good lesson on the way, you know, you're dealing with CONCACAF club. So um, we'll um, we'll make sure we get the paperwork done as we're working through now with the league and with the club. And uh, hopefully there's an amicable resolution that, you know, is a good future for ourselves and for uh, for Jose.
0: Anything else? Uh, I know you can't probably can't divulge too much into, it, but anything else business wise percolating in your mind uh, as we enter the transfer season here?
1: Yeah, so we, we we we're very careful of what we want to do now. We're we're in a good good run of form. We've got a really good game coming mm-hmm. up against Pacific, where you know we've got games in hand. But um, with, with the two teams above us, um, we win that we can leapfrog in, and we can also drag Pacific down. So we're in a really good situation with that. And we want to also be careful with with the culture. So players that we bring in now. We're going to look internally first. You know, you allude to our under 21 system. There's also the foothills a uh, group as well that has some talented players mm-hmm. in. And outside of it, there's players that we're aware with as the transfer windows opens on uh, yeah tomorrow that uh, we're in discussions with um, to give us that final push for the back end of the season. So, yeah, we are uh, we are working on, you know, one or two pieces to come in and give us depth in the squad. Added to that, you know, we're seeing Joe Mason's returned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shamit Shone will be fit this weekend, we oh, believe. Good. And then Callum Montgomery's, you know, two weeks behind him. So it'll feel like we've got new signings coming in to strengthen our squad.
0: We're talking with uh, head coach of Calvary FC and general manager, Tommy Wheldon Jr. Uh, take me back two weeks ago, last home game against York United. Uh, what's going through your mind when you see Ali Moosey put that free kick away? Because uh, from the stands, uh, he got electric.
1: Uh, do you know what? And it was great because we're where our bench is. We're literally yeah. in that corner. So we've just seen it whip and dip over it. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've worked with Ali for coming up five different seasons now and I've seen him do that several times, and uh, he's got that magic in him. And that, that's why you—you you know he's a, he's a fan favorite, because he's an entertainer, mm-hmm. but he's got quality. And, and in games like that, that was the difference. And we felt that in games prior, we hadn't had that little bit of magic that separated us from there. And, and in this game, we did when we needed it.
0: Uh, a Gold Cup going on right now. Canada through to the next round. We'll take on the U.S. on Sunday. But it was a big night for a couple of your former guys, Victor Latouri uh, earning his first cap for Canada, and then uh, Dominic Zator getting in for his second time during this tournament. But a thought on those two guys uh, making it to the national team now.
1: Yeah, do you know what was a proud moment? I was watching it on my phone because it was uh, <laughs> my uh, my son's game. And, um, you know, Dominic had come on for the for the last yeah. uh, minute in their previous game, and then he gets on for a little bit longer this one. But to see Victor Latour go there, I mean, both these lads again come out through the local systems mm-hmm. here you know played at calgary foothills and uh calgary Northside for victor and then ends up in the university program ends up in the Calgary program but uh, i was brilliant because you just feel that we're not the reason they did it but we're part of their journey oh, yeah. and i sent a screenshot um of both of them in the canada jersey oh. uh to our owners to to, to linda southern hefcott and our president ian allison and just said thank you because i remember going back in what 2017 2016 maybe mm-hmm. when i talked about the importance of this league and why the Southern family got on board with this is because it's for Canadians um, and yeah. you know, did that in the equestrian with Spruce Meadows and now to see it actually come to life only after five years where there's players from Calgary now representing the national team you know it's not just Sam Adekubi there's you know Scott Kennedy who's nothing to do with us but now there's two more and we're certainly helping play our system so it's uh, yeah, great to see.
0: There's been some uh, talk in, the, in the, the, the social media circles, uh, maybe from guys that aren't uh, up to date on the CPL and this league, and, and maybe criticizing it like, oh, what is it doing for the domestic team? But I, I, you just said it right there with Victor and Dom and Joel Waterman and all these guys. like, you just speak to the CPL as a jumping-off part? It's still a young league, and, and I think people have to realize that. It's going to take time, but just speak to the CPL as a jumping-off point for the domestic team.
1: Well, I've got to look at it as uh, you know. I'm an adopted Canadian now. You know, I've been here 20 years, and proud to have a Canadian, my kids and family and wife all Canadian. I've got my citizenship, so I've always felt that my obligation is to give back to a country that's adopted me. And I look at the league now, and I think it's Canadian owners that have come in and invested their money for a league that gives hundreds of people jobs, hundreds from players to staff to media to everything, and thousands for an entertainment dollar. Thousands, it's created a, a, a supporters culture from coast to coast now. You see that with our foot soldiers. We've got other supporter groups now. Mm-hmm. The 109s, it's great to see. and Across every 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 club we go to, you can see them. There's a pride about it. Yep. But if you're on the outside of that tent and you don't really see that and you're just jumping on an opinion on, on Twitter, then mm-hmm. not seeing what's actually happening. We've also gone through two years of a pandemic of starting a new business. So it hasn't been easy yet, these Canadian owners have kept people in jobs and they've kept people in, in a position. So, you know, what, what's it gonna look like after the twenty twenty six World Cup yeah. when back onto our shores? It's it's only gonna get bigger and better, but we have to we have to support local, right? We talked about that through the pandemic, you know, trying to support local businesses, no different
0: mm-hmm. than the
1: Canadian Premier League now. Support your local
0: team. Yeah, yeah, very well said. Uh, this weekend, uh, you head out to Vancouver Island, take on the Tabletoppers, uh, Pacific FC. Seems like it's always close tilts with you guys, uh, and a chance to close the gap uh, with uh, with three points.
1: Yeah, do you know what they're they're flying? I um, mean, yeah. they've played probably what nine out of thirteen at home, so they've got a really good home record. You know, everything seems to be going, but they're a good side this year. They're very strong in their attack. They're very deep in their midfield. Um, we've got to go there and make sure that we give as good as we've got because we felt that even in the two games we tied with them and lost one of the can-champ games on penalties, we had moments where we could have capitalised better and we're a different team now. Um, we're, we are a little bit tighter. We are you know, now looking at getting points on the road. So I think if we can try and get a scout there, I'll be pivotal in terms of the title chase.
0: And uh, just like, how do you? Pro- it's a three game week, really. If you want to break it down, a chance to make up a lot of room. You got two games in hand over the, uh, the over York and uh, and Forge, who are ahead of you in the in the uh, in the table. But uh, obviously, there's some taxing to the squad. You mentioned there's some names coming back. But how do you approach a busy week?
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's funny you have your long term, short, medium term, short term. Yeah. Yeah. Our short-term <laughs> objectives Wednesday and uh, and today it's about positional play. So you know I've got my attacking and defensive coaches that will work with them. We'll do an attack versus defense scenario and a game-related scenario. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, as it as it comes down to transfer window, that's where we're fortunate. You know, likes of Oliver Minatel we brought back as our head of recruitment and Tova Fakunle who's as our assistant GM. They'll be working now on that medium to to long-term approach of, you know, your Mile Henrys. That you know, in 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 two to three years from now, where where's he going to be? You know, uh, to you know the transfer window opening, and how can we get this deal across the line that you know we're we're we're, we're talking to. So, yeah, it's um you divide and conquer, um so to speak. And and um uh, I'm fortunate that you know I, I surround myself with people far more intelligent than uh, bringing the money, and I just uh, give them my my point of view on things.
0: <laughs> uh Away from the pitch, uh, end of August, uh, Cavs, uh, obviously you guys are involved in the community, but you're going to be putting on a charity golf event. Uh, Talk about that. How can people get involved and uh, and help you guys out?
1: Yeah, do you know what? It's uh, it's on our website, and uh, what's been great is now you see a former player like ours of Mason Trafford that's now our commercial director is is trying to integrate in different ways with with partners and businesses. We talk about, you know, we are trying to grow this league, and you grow it together as a community, so integrating with businesses having a bit of fun along the way and you know putting the big soccer balls away and picking up the mini uh mm-hmm, golf balls mm-hmm. is a different act and uh, i think it's nice when you can actually develop in your community because we've been to a few of our partners i think sunbelt one's coming up soon and we 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 like to go out there and have some fun ourselves and i think it's always nice to see people away from a pitch and you know me without my shirt and tie on and uh, <laughs> and, and putting my golfer tie on so it's uh, yeah it should be fine august 28th um go to our website and see how you can get involved and Maybe you play with a few of our players, or, or even myself.
0: How's the golf game?
1: Uh, tidy. I've played there for about four, four, five times this year. Oh, nice. So, yeah, right. As long as I can shoot below nineties, I'm, I'm <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm well, fine. well, looking forward to that uh, for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll love to to do some more uh, involvement with that down the line. We'll we'll be in contact for sure, Tommy. But thank you for this, uh, and we'll do uh, we'll do this again soon. And uh, best luck this weekend against Pacific.
1: Right. Appreciate that. Thanks, Matt. Bye.
0: There you go. There's uh, Tommy Wilden Jr., head coach and general manager of Cavalry FC. Uh, They're fourth in the table. They're playing some of their best uh, ball all year. Uh, Looking for a third win in a row this weekend against the Tabletoppers Pacific FC. And, of course, Tommy joined us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline. using that same, no, that's the old one, 15-time Consumer Choice Award winners at 66 Memorial Drive Northeast for pickup or delivery call. Four zero three two four eight thirty three forty four. Billy Piper is the most famous person, Tommy Jr. I know you, you probably don't know who that is. Don't know. It. No, you know, I'm the only one who knows it. It's Billy Piper. She's on Doctor Who. Uh, she's a fine actor. Cool. Fine actor, but yeah. Was... Haven't seen Doctor Who either. You no, know, you've never seen Doctor Who? Okay, yeah. well, there you go. You know of Doctor Who? Uh, I think so. I've heard it. You know, okay, well, okay. All Couldn't right. put a face to a name <laughs> or any of that. <laughs> There's but... been many doctors, okay? <laughs> it's a sci-fi know Doctor show. Doctor Strange. Yeah, as the I, new one. Yeah, but... well, he's not Marvel. Okay, he, yeah. yeah, It's a sci-fi. He has a little, a little pen. I feel like I'm dating myself. It's a Tardis. It's a. It's often here. It's a phone booth, and okay. that's his ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah. He's not from Earth. No. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Starting to ring a bell now. Yeah. David Tennant would play him. Yeah. Gotcha. There's, there's few. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's... Yeah. But Calvary in action this weekend, uh, and they got home games next week. Two of them Wednesday, July 12th, at home against Atlético Ottawa. It's a 7:30 start and then uh, play against uh, Halifax on the following Saturday. and That'll be a matinee game. Uh, around the corner, it is a coaching hour here on the Big Show where we're going to replay our conversation with Mark Savard. He was great. And, of course, our conversation with Dave Dickinson as the Stamps get ready for their, uh, their game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Friday. That's next as Big Show Hour 4 continues here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.